0: Hi, and welcome to the YES podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am YES. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to YES.
1: Hi, this is Judy a wick with Yes, Young Enough to Serve, and today I get the joy of introducing you to my mother, obviously very special lady to me and my four brothers and I think a few other people. One reason I want you to meet my mom is, well, first of all, Mom, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Judy. Oh, um, Mother is just a wonderful, wonderful Christian woman, and... Um, I just feel blessed to be her daughter, and I just think one of the things that really stands out about my mom is just the practical ways that she has just shared Christ over the years. And I love that in you, Mother, and you raised us kids just to go out and to be disciple-makers wherever we are. So, I just wonder if um, you could share a story today with our friends out there.
2: Well, I guess uh, some of my ministry would kind of be in the background, and I guess I've kind of thought of myself as being an encourager, not only to my family, but to friends and acquaintances, people that we run into. I try to have an encouraging word for them. Uh, One story that uh, comes to mind is like sometimes you have to search out these opportunities to witness but this was some time ago and I had uh, uh, I had flown back to St. Louis with my son and now I'm coming back. And so obviously to save money, you know, I take the red eye and that meant a connecting flight in Dallas. So it was obviously late at night and I'm flying to Dallas and now I'm getting tired and a little bit sleepy. And I'm thinking, on the flight from Dallas to Ontario, California, I would sure like to sleep. And I, it would just be wonderful if no one sat beside me and started talking. But wouldn't you know, it? that night, there were not that many people on the plane, and the stewardess announced we could sit anywhere we want. wanted. Well, after I took my seat and I was watching the other pastors come, passengers come in, uh, this one uh, younger woman, her eyes and my eyes fixed in locked position, and she came right directly to me and sat beside me. Well, in kind of introducing ourselves, I noticed that she had one of those mesh-like bags that was on the floor, and I could see through the holes, and I saw this Christian book. So I, to start the conversation, I said, Oh, I see you're reading such and such book. So you're a Christian? And she said, Oh, no, I'm not. She said the interesting thing about this book, she said, I flew from Boston to Dallas, and on the flight, a man by the name of Randy gave me this book toward the end of the flight. And he said, there will be somebody on the next flight that will explain this book to you. (laughs) So that kind of laid a heavy load on me. And I thought, oh my goodness, she wants to know all about the Lord. So I was privileged to lead that young lady. Her name was Elena. And I led her to the Lord and we talked. All the way to California. Uh, No, I didn't get a nap, but I got something way Mm. more valuable than that. And so when we landed in Ontario, I wanted her to meet my husband. And so I told him, I said, Don, this is a new convert, Elena, and I've just led her to the Lord. And I would like for you to say a prayer over her. And so my husband did. He prayed over her, and I was telling her, advising her of a couple churches I'd hoped she would attend on Sunday morning. And kind of the rest of this story is after a few weeks, um, well, early on, I subscribed to a six-month subscription to our evangel, which is our church uh, weekly publication. And I had that sent to her, and I called her then one day, and I asked how she was doing. And she said, oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm serving the Lord, and I'm, I've am i gotten really involved with a, a good church here. And even after that, I did receive one letter from her. And that was just such an encouraging time Mm. in my life to know that the Lord would allow me to uh, be a witness to Elena. And I was thankful for that opportunity.
1: I love that story, Mother. And I just think one part that just really stands out is the man that was on that flight before... That he had enough faith to believe that he got so far with her that he, but he knew that God would bring someone else to tell the rest of the story, and then for her, for him to say that to her that you know there will be somebody, to share that story. So thank you for um, th- just thank you for being obedient to that. I I feel like um, that all of us maybe, in little ways every day are the part, the next part of the story, uh, to someone else. I just wonder if you have another story that just uh, stands out. I know that you and dad have just, God has used you in so many ways um, to share your faith. And um, how about the, well, uh, story? let me tell
2: you, uh, not that you have to be on an airplane flying across the nation, right. but how about across the hedge from your front yard? Um, um, we had a neighbor lady that lived there. Actually, she was a tenant of ours. And so I had been uh, uh, sharing with her and witnessing to her about the Lord. And so one day she came uh, over and she said, Mrs. Popineau, I, I am very interested in what you're telling me. So would you come over to my house so we can talk? And so we did, and she was to the point she wanted to uh, give her life to the Lord. And I said, would you like to kneel down? And she said, yes, I would. And I remember we went in the bedroom, and we knelt down, and my elbows went into this water bed, and it just went whoosh all over. But, you know, that didn't detract me. It was an opportunity to win my next door neighbor to
1: the Lord. Oh, I'm wow. grateful for that opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Mother, there's another story that happened at uh, at the apartments one day where uh, oh, your dad okay. uh, worked. Uh, we yeah. owned some
2: apartments and my husband was there doing some of the managerial work and uh, one of the young tenants came up to us and she had had her boyfriend living with her. And she looked real distraught, and my husband picked up on it. And he said, Lisa, what's wrong? What's troubling you? And she said, oh, I'm in real trouble, Mr. Papineau. She said, I've just found out that I'm uh, pregnant, and so I'm going to have an abortion. And tonight I have to tell my grandmother about it, and I know she's not going to like it. And my husband said, well, Lisa, you've made one mistake, but you don't have to make a second mistake. He said, hold off on it for a few days. And so she kind of half-heartedly agreed. Well, when he came home and told me that night, I had this <laughs> stack of literature and about how that the Lord wasn't pleased with abortions. And I put it together and I put it in a large manila envelope and I wrote on the outside, Lisa, read these, read this before you do anything. And so my husband took them and gave them to her the next day. The rest of the story is she said, yes, she did read them, and she decided to go ahead and have the little have the baby, a beautiful little girl and so sometimes our witnessing takes different angles, but we can be used of God, and age is no restriction; we can have these uh, variety of opportunities
1: oh. I just love that, and, and I think you or Dad at least got to meet this little person, oh, right? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. That is so so great. I just I, I love that story. So before we hand it off to Dad, is there any other story or in word of encouragement you can give to people?
2: Well, and rather than a story, I think I would just say that. We need to really be alert, all of us, for opportunities where we can uh, be a witness or at least be an encouragement to someone, and uh, we should be sensitive. And I know in the world today we're seeing these Pass It Forward days or Do a Kind Deed day, But folks, that's just once a year some of those programs that they're talking about. And we need to just make it be sensitive to do these things as the Lord provides the opportunity.
1: Oh, see why I love her so much. (laughs) So Mother, thank you so much. And and my prayer is just that maybe just something that she has said today, um, that in some way that might resonate in your spirit and that together we can go out and uh, Take advantage of opportunities that come our way to be bold in our spirit and share the love of Jesus. It's a hurting world out there that desperately needs the love of Jesus. Thanks, Mama. I'm so glad that you were here today. Well, now I have the privilege of introducing you to my dad, who affectionately goes by the name of Papa Don to his grandkids and plethora of other people. Dad, hi. <laughs> hi, Katie. <laughs> hi. Um when I start to think uh to ask you like, okay, what are some questions of ways that you've shared your faith? Uh it's just endless the amount of stories that we've heard and the way that so many um so many of us in the family and I think a few of your friends have been encouraged. But um I'd like for you just to talk a little bit of today about um how old are you,
0: Dad? Oh see, I'm about eighty uh i'll be 87 in a month 87 in a month
1: (laughs) and so for the past i think about seven years uh dad has gone to a nearby christian college life pacific college um in the covina area and he uh goes up there i want you to tell dad what what why do you why do you go up there what is that all about and how how that got started
0: Uh, Life Pacific College is about two miles from our house. Uh, I have been involved there uh, coming up to about seven years. My mission there is to just go to chapel and after chapel, uh, I am available to just pray with young people the age of 18 to 22 and to share with them uh, either things that have happened to me or things that uh, the Lord would direct me in sharing uh, with with them. I think Probably the most beautiful thing would be that after I pray with a young uh, person that they would come back maybe at the following chapel and share with me what God has done for them as a result of our praying together. And it is one rewarding thing in my life to know that it doesn't take a lot of expertise, it doesn't take a lot of knowledge of all that is going around you, but it does take the direction of the Holy Spirit to direct you and to give you the words that you need to have for that particular occasion.
1: Dad, I love that about you. I just, um, I absolutely do. And I think that, so someone at almost 87, I mean, there would be older people and that would be intimidating for them to maybe go on a college campus. And so let's just say someone's listening to this and they think, wow, you know, there, there's a school, maybe a, 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 some school near them that they could go over and they could share with, do you have, um, do you have something that you could say to
0: encourage someone just to take, take that step? After I have been involved in campus life, uh, at uh, one of our colleges in the Bay Area. I came home, and momentarily, there was a empty or a emptier vacuum in my heart, and I thought, what can I do now for the Lord? And hark, <laughs> it just appeared to me that there is a college within two miles, of our house, a Christian college, and I could go there and just be on campus in the chapel to pray with the guys and the gals after the chapel service is over. And I have a myriad of things that God has allowed me to do in counseling, one-on-one, praying with someone, one or two or three in a group, and the Lord has really daily directed my path while being in the
1: chapel. Love that dad. My uh, my dad was a residential uh, painter uh, growing up and so um, I have four brothers and dad would come home with his white overalls on and uh, after he'd wash up uh, for dinner. He would uh, sit down and he still might, you know, roll up his sleeves and there on his arm might be a little uh, paint, a little bit of paint. And he would say, this is how, this is where I painted uh, the back porch and, you know, maybe on his other arm, this is uh, where I painted one of the bedrooms. And so he would just say that, but he would always have something. And this is how I was able to share Christ in that home today.
0: And more often than once, I would uh, paint it may be a doctor's home. One time in particular, when I painted for this doctor and his wife in their lovely home in West Covina, the lady just simply said, Mr. Popino, you have done more than just painted for us. But you have given me words that I will be able to do things in my life and in my family's life that will help us to grow in kingdom living. Mm
1: dad i just absolutely love that and i think we all need to just be reminded that there are opportunities right there whether it's going into some you know more formal uh ministry but just looking at ways today where can we let his love shine through us and that the spirit would give us boldness to say something. I just think that there might be people that would be listening to this that they just need that shot in the arm, that shot in the heart of just that boldness. And I wonder if you would just say a prayer that God would just enable people to have that boldness, to share His love with
0: others. Dear Lord, for people that we are in contact with every day, whether it be in the pizza hut or at the gas station. Help us, O Lord, to be sensitive to the needs at that particular moment. And Lord, I rejoice and am thankful for those occasions that you provide for me, whereby I can witness for you. Jesus, thank you for directing my life. Thank you, Lord, that you have allowed me to be a witness in this evil day on earth. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Mother and Dad. Love you so much. Thank you for listening to the Yes Podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with YES, or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yestoserve.org.